Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam of Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is the AEW Dynamite review for November 18th, 2020. And I'm joined by Abhishek Aneja, aka Avi Mania. What's up, Avi? I'm absolutely fine, Supreet. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, I heard that you are a little under the weather today. Yes, a little bit. So uh, I have not. Uh... prepared many of the notes uh, in much detail with regards to today's show yes so what do you think about this rick's uh, dynamite uh i guess it was uh rather decent kind of a show it was not very entertaining or exciting or something like that it was you know uh, going with the flow sort of uh, a show uh, i guess there were uh, you can say one or two segments which maybe we were expecting that there could be something uh, out of the ordinary or it could be something exciting like for example the contract signing with john moxley and uh, kenny omega but they pulled off uh, something else out of the hat so we can see what happened and uh, it could transpire even uh, beyond their match and something so it is good Uh, with regards to aw programming for the coming future it is good whatever they did so it is fine and we do not need any shenanigans being put uh, to the fray with regards to kenny omega and uh, john moxley because they have done that last year so i don't think that they need that Uh, this year they were going forward with the vision of having a new japan style of a match which has basically no uh, shenanigans with regards to weapons being used or something like that it is basically traditional wrestling singles match hard hitting japanese style go for it so we do not need any other thing except to give the fans what they want two of the top wrestlers of the world fighting it out and giving the fans a treat and just proving that who is the best right now and who deserves to be the champion that's pretty much it even i thought it was a decent dynamite uh, there was lot of weird booking um, uh, throughout this show mm-hmm. we had top flight versus young bucks uh, we also had inner circle so they were in las vegas uh, we had the contract signing between kenny omega and john moxley Uh, Serena Deeb defended the NWA Women's Championship against Thunder Rosa, and also the main event was Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. But before that, if you're new to this channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We are in Slam of Wrestling cover all pro wrestling related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. So first match of the night was Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Uh, we had a uh, video package for Top Flight. Uh, it was said that uh, they were trained by Motor City Machine Guns, and this team looked up um, looked up to uh, the Guns and also the Young Bucks. So we get to this match. Uh, Nick and uh, what was his name? Yes, Nick and Darius uh, start off. So Darius was avoiding super kicks uh, with his speed. Uh, Nick did a arm drag. Uh, Darius was back on his feet. Uh, tag to Matt and tag to Dante. Uh, Matt uh, Matt tried to ground Dante but uh, fails. Uh, Nick and Matt were sent to the outside. Uh, Darius and Dante fake a dive and pose. 
Dante and Matt uh, had some exchanges. So uh, tag Matt to Nick and uh, they knock off uh, Dante and also his uh, tag team partner Darius off the apron. So from there it was all the bugs. So they were doing their signature moves uh, at a time. At one point, uh, Darius head scissors Matt and tag Matt to Dante. A lot of quick uh, exchanges and a Spanish fly to Matt for a two count. Uh, bucks to the outside. Dante and Darius one by one hit their dives. Um, so final parts of the match saw uh, Bucks hitting the uh, MCMG signature uh, slice bread uh, power bomb for a two count. So what happened was at the end they got rid of uh, Darius and hit the BTE trigger on Dante for the win, and that was it. And this was a good match. Uh, it was a good showing for the up and coming team. Uh, top flight. Uh, what did you think about this match? Uh, I found the match very entertaining, and this is the first time that uh, I got uh, introduced to the team of Top Flight. I guess you also uh, were on the same boat. I guess. Yes, uh, this was my first time to watching Top Flight. Yes. So, with regards to that, uh, this match was very entertaining. It was going with the flow and it wasn't a traditional tag match by any sorts. Yes, it was a modern day tag match, which is expected of the Young Bucks. And both the teams were on their top game, in my opinion. and. Top flight uh, in the initial part of the match, they took control of the match with their speed, their offense, and their athleticism. They're young, they're hungry, and it is basically it was very great to see their hunger. But their momentum got halted by the champions, that is the young bucks, and the offense and the athleticism of top flight was very impressive as you just mentioned and it was very impressive the match was competitive both the teams brought it to each other and back and forth innovative offense was on display for between both the teams and at the end we saw the bte trigger sealing the deal for the young bucks and there was an ambush post-match by the Hybrid 2 or the TH2. Yeah, so they attacked Top Flight until Young Bucks came for the save. So they are setting up a little angle uh, between all three teams for the future. Mm -hmm. Probably. And it is good uh, because I have said in the past, that TH2 has been underutilized uh, for quite some time. They are a good tag team. They have uh, paid their dues and they have proven themselves in Lucha Libre Triple A. And they should be given a chance. And if they are being given a chance right now, that three tag teams are coming to the fray for the tag team championship, and who's basic uh, bread and butter is speed athleticism and uh, the offense which comes about those two things so that is great that is great and it would make for good television for us so it is great looking forward to it so from that we get to the inner circle so these guys went to Las Vegas. A fun fact here. So Americans going to Las Vegas is equivalent to us Indians going to Goa. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this segment was two parts. And to talk about uh, the segment they did here, it was not cringe, but it was ridiculous. Mm. So they started from, uh, we had all the inner circle members in a club uh, playing some card games, which Guara and Otis sucked at. Uh, 
uh, MJF and Jericho were ordering some drinks. Uh, both men uh, were um, trying to order different type of uh, drinks. So at the end, they settled to a strong drink, which was actually too strong. So everyone was drunk at this point. Uh, Santana and Otis uh, said they wanted to take this to the end. So they wanted to take this to the next level. So in comes Conan. So he mm. gives all of them some green stuff. So from being drunk, all of them are high. So for some reason, we see a man in a dragon costume. And all of them were back to the bar. Uh, Guara and uh, MJF were having some conversation where Guara said he hates MJF only to laugh it off. Uh, Wardlow and Hager were uh, staring at each other as they beat up random dudes. And I wrote here, uh, this felt like I was watching a Golmal movie. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> so that was the uh, so that was part one. Uh, part two was to be continued. So we uh, get to a John Moxley promo. Uh, he talks about his dad uh, and recalls a story where his dad once told him that they are the good guys. He talks about his world title reign so far. Uh, he mentions uh, he's got a pregnant wife at home and he's currently holding two titles in two different continents. He said he will beat Omega and prove that he is the best wrestler in the world. He is the champion. His father's son, John Goddamn Moxley. This was a great promo and also congratulations to both Moxley and Rene. Yes, congratulations. And uh, we uh, talked about this uh, a little last week about uh, why they are doing Moxley versus Omega this soon. Hmm. I have a theory on this. I assume you also have the same theory. It could be John Moxley is preparing himself for Russell Kingdom 15. Yes, I read that somewhere. Yes, I read that somewhere. So they he could is. be, yes. So they could be cutting, uh, doing this, uh, like getting the title of Moxley right now. Give him uh, a month time so he can go to Japan, maybe quarantine himself and then prepare himself for uh, Russell Kingdom 15. Yes. Yes. That's happening. And uh, his thing is, and the reason he has to go to Japan is to drop the IWGP uh, US Championship to Kenta, not retain it. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's reasonable. Uh, that's perfectly reasonable. Because he has such a stature here. Uh, being a world champion and he won't be uh, now but the fact is that he has such a stature and he has that superstardom he doesn't need that championship his presence there his feud with anybody in New Japan Pro Wrestling would only draw people whether it is on New Japan World or it is in the audience, it would. So he doesn't need the title now. It was a great thing to introduce him to the audience there and to give him the championship and give him a solid run. And, you know, uh, you can say, establish his dominance, so to speak. Now they can give the title to Kenta and to the WWE viewers, it is Hideo Itami, whatever the fuck. And so now the title and uh, can go forward and it can be defended with the wrestlers there who are of probably US origin or something like that and it would be 
uh, it would be getting defended every uh, other time and kenta is would be a great uh, placeholder great holder of the championship he is very talented or they could i think they are trying to bring that championship to america because they have their own american show going on uh, on njpw world so that could be the reason there are, there is a lot yes. of reasons regarding this whole situations mm-hmm. even mox even uh, i think moxley will be the only top draw foreigner to uh, compete uh, at wrestle kingdom this year because jericho can't go there right now As, and jericho actually has nothing to do right uh, do in new japan uh, at the at the moment mm-hmm. so let's get into the next match on dynamite it was orange cassidy versus skip savian uh, this went 11 minutes uh, miro was on commentary so savian went for a slap but he misses uh, cassidy with a slap of his own uh, cassidy went for hands in his pockets but savian with a headlock uh, cassidy escapes uh, a second attempt at uh, putting the hands in his pocket but uh, savian started working on the arms a third attempt by cassidy but savian counters and slams him to the mat so what happens what happened was seven tried uh, for a leg takedown uh, cassidy didn't go down and finally he got his hands in his pocket and he easily escapes so cassidy with uh, the quick offense drop it to seven uh, seven to the outside uh, cassidy with a tope so penelope ford tried to stop uh, cassidy so this caused a slight distraction as seven kicks cassidy off the apron so cassidy was in oh, sorry sabian was in full control uh, he scored a bunch of two counts at one point uh, cassidy got a surprise roll up for a two so sabian um, so sabian was back in the attack he misses a corner drop kick uh, cassidy with a bunch of offense uh, a tornado ddt gets to a diving ddt for another two so final parts of the match saw both men with lot of reversals and exchanges so at the end it was cassidy getting the mouse trap for the win and that was it uh, it was a decent match at best and uh, what was your thoughts on this match i would agree it was a decent match it was not very you can say impactful or very exciting or entertaining or there was something that uh, people would be very much invested into no nothing of the sort it was just that the fact that there is a rivalry a feud between the best friends and kip sabian miro and penelope ford these two groups and it stems from the fact that uh, best friends broke the arcade during their bout against ftr for the gold inadvertently i suppose the arcade miro brought as a wedding gift for kip sabian so that is basically the premise for this whole shit show <laughs> what is happening so it was a competitive match there wasn't any spot where uh, i guess a person either kip or cassidy had a substantial advantage over a long stretch of time yes it was a competitive bout but it wasn't uh, the story isn't compelling enough for us to you know get invested and care enough and at the end cassidy pinned kip sabian via the mouse trap and the fact is uh, also i am recalling that you only said that you are not yet sold on this uh, gamer gimmick of miro and kip sabian is it still or you have just parted ways with that thought that it is what it is what is your take right now with regards to the gimmick i'm still not into uh, this gimmick going on with miro and also sabian as a mm-hmm. Mi- miro as a in ring competitor i can buy that but not into the gimmick mm-hmm. 
it's it, it looks like a, this is a pure that should be on dark and not on dynamite sometimes that's the feeling that crosses in my mind probably but the fact is that you have a legit star whatever orange cassidy who has been in feuds with the likes of cody rhodes and uh, y2j chris jericho sorry i should not say y2j people would get triggered uh, i would say anything they would get triggered uh, chris jericho so the fact is that he has two wins over chris jericho so they would not seclude any program which has orange cassidy to a w dark and he has a cult following of sorts across the globe so he would be on dynamite so next we had the contract signing between kenny omega and john moxley uh, so tony shivani was uh, in the ring uh, omega came out first so this intro uh, stated both his and Mox's uh, accomplishment were very similar, but except the one uh, difference is that Omega is a wrestling observer, Hall of Famer, and Moxley is not. So Moxley was supposed supposed to come out next, but uh, he was laid out in the back uh, with a bloody nose. So Shivani wanted uh, Omega's comments on this. Omega said Moxley is making yet another excuse and he promises to beat moxie next week and become the new aw champion so what are your thoughts on uh, what happened in this entire segment and do you is it think next that week or is, is it next to next week oh i'm um, so december 2 right yes it's not next week okay. yeah right you're right so what uh, as i was saying um, what did you uh, think about uh, them doing this segment this way? And do you be, think it could be that uh, they don't want Omega uh, cutting promos? Like he's a is not a bad bad promo, but he's not that quote unquote promo guy. Mm, probably, probably, but I don't think that uh, that could be a problem. Uh, the only thing that uh, comes to my mind with regards to this that that could be that they have done this shit building this uh, match and the shenanigans which go in that last year mm-hmm. everything the coffee table other stuff the baseball bat with the barbed wire teasing the match and stuff like that it all has happened so now there's i guess nothing left so what they did i guess right now was that they have uh, teased a future feud that someone attacked john moxley now who could it be now was it someone who wants to jeopardize this december 2nd bout is it somebody who doesn't want kenny omega to win the championship or have a match with john moxley is it hangman adam page possibly it could be hangman page it could be it could be i'm just saying i'm just throwing it out there or maybe or maybe it could be omega himself or the young bucks some yes uh, equation right there yes and it could be Lance Archer too. He hasn't gotten a match. Yeah, yeah. So there are many aspects to cover with regards to the World Championship. There are many people. He has a target on his back, and anybody can, you know, fire a bullet on it. So who is the person who attacked him it will get revealed in the near future so this incident impacts both kenny omega and john moxley and their match on december the second so 
they have to you know wrap their head around that and also go through that who would it be and it it would happen in the near future right now kenny omega just did what his cleaner gimmick gives him he just signed the contract and being a jerk being a bitch and being a guy who doesn't give a flying fuck about the other person he just did that he did that and he went away and he said that i would have my match on december 2nd that's it the only thing that is in his mind is december the 2nd world championship match and he getting the championship and he getting the number one spot in the industry that's it that's pretty much it so we were back to vegas um so jericho has a new member of the inner circle it's not mjf it's a fake elvis presley <laughs> so mjf talks about uh, being a lone wolf and always wanted to join a wolf pack uh, mjf calls uh, them his blood brothers so guara wanted to uh, uh, cut himself to prove that statement so <laughs> change of scene here we had jericho and elvis uh, in a bed together uh, both freak out at this sight uh, so guara was in a fountain he finds out he has three wives uh, mj was in a bathtub and he had uh, writing all over his face uh, otis was working out for some reason uh, santana was feeding chickens so jericho and elvis hear someone crying behind closed doors so they open the door and it's on so in diapers <laughs> he was crying so jericho said uh, they have a problem in their hands and uh, after that jericho was briefly on commentary to hype up uh, their uh, tag a tag team match uh, himself and hager versus scu next week and that was it it was basically a call back to the hang the hangover series and uh, they are just prolonging the inevitable and in the in doing so they are trying or they are succeeding to to entertain the audience so that's pretty much it what they are trying to do and maybe they are succeeding too because at the end of the day you have to entertain the audience you have to uh, get them invested in your story so that they would care when things finally broke uh, break out so it is good they are getting uh, people invested and a good call back to the hangover yes, did you watch the hangover movie i have watched i have watched where uh, it has been a, a while it has been a while was there uh, a sequel to it yes uh, there has uh, there has been two or i guess three okay i think i also yes. watched it but i don't remember mm mm-hmm. second one was uh, probably the best one probably but nonetheless uh they have to do what they have to do basically now next week they have a match they would hype it up all the members would be ringside so we have to see if there is any you know trouble in paradise so to speak or not everything goes smooth right now for the near future but in the far future then things start unraveling you said i would want that only <laughs> you said that they should uh, stretch this up for uh, the next 6 months yes so in that 6 months we could see jericho and hager uh, ranking them number 1 uh, ranking higher in the tag team ranking system and go after the tag team titles 
probably probably could you see, and then could you see uh, them could you see them winning the titles uh no i don't think so no it could be that mjf uh, due to his uh, stupidity or inadvertently which comes off as inadvertent to us and to others but it is uh, you can say blatant and it is voluntary he costs them the championship because the fact is that he wanted to win the belt and not the other members of the inner circle first or maybe even uh, last there could be many things that would happen so next we had uh, pack versus the blade so eddie kingston was on commentary uh, this went 11 minutes uh, pack starts strong with a shotgun drop kick so pack works on blade in the corner and to the outside uh, so uh, back in uh, pack hits a missile drop kick as blade retreats to the outside uh, Pack and Butcher had a little face-to-face. -face. Uh, this allowed Blade to take uh, take out Pack. Uh, Blade sends Pack into the barricade. Uh, Blade in full, uh, full control at this point. Uh, Blade suplexed. Uh, so what he did was uh, Blade suplexed and tossed uh, Pack into the ropes. Pack on the apron. Uh, he hit a sloppy-looking slingshot DDT. Uh, Pack building up some momentum and went to the outside. Uh, for the bunny, uh, so Butcher attacks him from the back. Uh, back in Blade hits the doctor, uh, doctor bomb for two. So final parts of the match saw a little back and forth. Uh, Pack hits a superplex for two. He takes out Butcher. Uh, Pack then hits a shooting star followed by the brutalizer for the win, and that was it. A okay match, even though there were some weak points here and there. The one thing I hated is uh, from the match to the post-match angle. Uh, pack was made to look like a dumb baby face. Mm -hmm. So that's what D I hated. Dumb how? Um, for example, um, he knew he could uh, he could have been attacked by the other members of uh, Kingston's family, but he still got into that trouble. Uh, that is his, I guess, character that he is a hothead and he's a bastard and he's but, a hothead basically. But not every baby face, you know, it's a typical uh, thing they do it. Uh, nowadays we call it a uh, uh, dumb baby face syndrome, but he should <laughs> stand out from the other uh, baby faces, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, I it, get it. it's the same thing we criticize with WWE's baby faces. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I hated about uh, this whole thing. So what mm -hmm. did you think about this match? And after that, let's talk about the post-match angle. Yeah, uh, with regards to the match, it was a competitive match. It was an okay match. It was not very extraordinary. Just like the other bouts we have discussed uh, till now. And it was in uh, the said story that Blade was not at 100% at, as he was a part of the bunkhouse match last week against the natural nightmares, that is QT and Dustin Rhodes. It, it was a good match. He got bloodied. Something like that. Comparative match at the end. We didn't see a black arrow. We saw a shooting star as Blade was resting on his stomach, not on the back. So we had a shooting star and we had a blue brutalizer submission for the victory for Pack. Pack wins in his return and eddie kingston was also very entertaining on so commentary what, so what happened was uh, post match pack wanted to cut a promo on kingston but
but again he gets taken out by butcher and we get a three on one beat down as uh, kingston started cutting a promo and all three of them started beating up pack uh, until phoenix uh, tried to save pack but uh, he was outnumbered so penta came out with a chair so he played along with kingston only to chase them out and the dead triangle was uh, reunited i think it was a little weird booking here one week ago penta beat up bro- beat up his brother now this week they are uh, back to being normal is is back with phoenix and they are reformed dead triangle it looks like they kind of did a little uh, i think uh, let's say they rushed up things here uh, what do you think i also I think that it is a little weird um, because my estimation was or my prediction or my booking was that you could have booked uh, pentagon as a villain moving forward with eddie kingston and his group meanwhile on the other side you can have pack and you can have ray phoenix but they have other plans that uh, we should have three on three or else where would we get another person to tag with pack and uh, phoenix probably i think they are doing something like pack and phoenix versus two members of the family mm-hmm. next week mm-hmm. probably but they got to have whole groups with equal number of members so they didn't want to add any other person in the said feud probably the participants in this whole feud didn't want any other uh, participant to be added that could also be the reason but whatever it is pentagon or penta l0 miero looked very much inclined towards eddie kingston last week probably he would defect to eddie kingston in the coming weeks probably we have to wait and see so we had uh, backstage uh, james cargill so uh, along with she was along with nyla rose so they were attacking brandy rhodes so what happened was uh, she crushed brandy's arm between a chair Uh, so serena deep and red velvet came out to help out brandy so that is setting up brandy and jade cargill feud and they will be also involving the other uh, women that were there to play along uh, in this storyline maybe <laughs> i guess probably not but <laughs> they got to have something then they can have something basically this feud revolves around Cody Rhodes and Shaquille O'Neal this is that, only a, and that yes. feud also also up in the air Shaq and Cody yes they that match or whatever they are planning that would probably happen at revolution so that is quite far so till the time revolution comes they have to build towards that so right now on television cody rhodes is involved in the tnt championship situation with the other people so they are using the ladies to prolong the feud and build the feud till uh, i guess when is the paper view february 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 <laughs> february probably so we have the nwa women's championship match serena d versus thunder rosa uh, so both women start with some technical offense several submission exchanges uh, pace picked up as uh, rosa it is sent on on d for two 
so rosa was gloating on the apron uh, deep capitalized with a dragon screw so deep is working on rosa in the corner and also locks in a submission in the corner um, deep in full control until uh, rosa hit a jaw breaker uh, rosa with the offense uh, hits a uh, under hook uh, suplex for a two count uh, so deep was uh, trying to go after the leg but uh, rosa avoided it um, so deep spears rosa on the apron which gets a two count uh, rosa fights back a german and a missile drop kick so riva came out uh, so she was uh, distracting the referee on the outside uh, so from the back comes brit breaker sorry brit baker she hits a neck breaker on rosa uh, on the stage so deep with a power bomb uh, for a two count so deep uh, went for a second attempt but uh, rosa reverses with a roll up for a two count so a lot of pin attempts uh, being exchanged so finally deep hits a underhook face buster for it uh, for the win and that was it so so the match here it started strong it went a little uh, down downhill in the middle but they picked it up again at the ending and it turned out to be a really good match uh, what did you think about this yeah it was a good match it was a good match quite better than the other of the shit show that was on this card it was a good match and i was very looking forward to to watch this match as i was unable to watch their uh, previous meeting at prime time live that was on fight in their that is in their last meeting on prime time live on fight serena captured the championship in a highly competitive bout from thunder rosa Serena defended the title the very next night on Dynamite. Serena Deeb defended the championship against Alison K or Sienna at full gear in the buy successfully. I might add, and in during the match as you just said she got a visit from the doctor dr brit baker dmd and uh, i would like to just go back to full gear just uh, for a second after the match with alison k thunder rosa came and she demanded for a rematch for her title which serena deep accepted which manifested to tonight that was the whole story with regards to today's match and at one point tonight serena was targeting rosa's left knee via multiple dragon screw uh, dragon screw lariats and we also had uh, i just said a doctor visit but it didn't derail the flow of the match in my opinion much the visit transpired after a twitter exchange as the commentators said Serena Deeb defeated Thunder Rosa via pinfall. Then Thunder Rosa and Brett Baker had an altercation post match. Also, post match, so uh, Rosa was mad. So she saw Baker in the crowd, uh, back in the crowd, my dear. So she went after uh, Baker because Brett Baker is an idiot. So both both women started brawling until officials came out to separate them, and that was it. Now we have to see that what transpires after all this chaos. I think that now Thunder Rosa is done with the NWA Women's Championship, probably. So. Thunder Rosa and Brent Baker would be the next uh, feud, which would be the center of attention on Dynamite. 
speaking about this upcoming feud i uh, so i did a little fantasy booking here of my own regarding mm-hmm. the women's division want uh, want to hear yes so like you said uh, thunder rosa is out of the nwa women's title picture right yes so obviously you have to start this uh, upcoming uh, rosa and baker feud but you mm-hmm. can do that after shira drops the title like they need to figure out a way to get the title on baker maybe at revolution so meanwhile rosa should be off tv and they can use this whole free agency uh, thing as a reason like there is still uh, still will be some uh, doubts whether she stays in aw or go somewhere else okay mm-hmm. so on the other hand nyla rose can take that nwa women's title of deep so uh, now we have a scenario where shida and deep can elevate the new woman on the roster Mm-hmm. So uh, back to Rosa, they can bring her back to TV uh, as uh, being the official member of the roster. So they can uh, continue or maybe start slash, you know, uh, go on with their feud, and she can end this feud by taking the title of Baker and becoming the new AEW Women's Champion. Okay, so. uh back to nyla rose she can drop the nwa women's title to a actual actual nwa talent so this is a 3 to 6 month booking and by then we will have a new women uh, elevated to become credible challengers for uh, rosa and uh, if uh, the time is right they can also bring in the joshis so the women's division at that point will be at least good or, or a decent Mm-hmm. uh i think that giving uh, they would not be open to uh giving the nwa women's championship to uh, a w talent probably maybe, i think that maybe try to stretch out maybe give something someone like nyla rose something to do mm mm-hmm. mhm like you you should uh, like they had uh, a small in- interaction in that brandy roads james sorry jade cargill segment uh, mm-hmm. before the nw women's match so that's the story they can go through they can go through the story but uh, they would not be uh, they i would like to say nwa would not be open to giving the championship to an aw talent that is uh, nyla rose for the feud all for it there would not be any problem that nyla rose and serena deeb are having a feud there would not be any problem but the fact is that when the championship match comes about Serena Deeb would be the winner, but because the, act- the fact is, nee, yeah. uh, because the fact is that they are also having the championship being defended on prime time live, uh, prime time live on fight. Okay. Then there you cannot have an AW talent appear there. So you should have a talent. who is signed to nwa or an independent talent so isn't serena d my aw talent uh i don't know she is an uh, aw talent is she yeah yeah i think they did sign her uh, before full gear i think but uh Mhm. I think I cleared your doubt there. But is is she having the first uh, the contract tier contract or the zero tier contract? I think they yeah. gave her that uh, all elite. 
Yes, all, all equipment. Elite. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Low tier or not, they have given her a AW contract. Mm -hmm. A low tier would not be uh, having the announcement on social media, I would say. The first year, which is contractual, probably, that could be having an announcement on social media. And you are under contract with AW. Why can't we have uh, Shida, Baker, and Thunder Rosa for the AW Women's Championship? You want a triple trip? Yeah. Maybe they can. Yeah, like I said, they should figure out a way to get uh, the title on Baker. They can do that. Then they could also protect the champion, their current champion right now, that is Shida, probably. Because there were three people and she just comes to break the pinfall and she's oh so close, but the other two get the pin. And Baker wins, probably, or Rosa wins, whoever wins. We will not uh, go into that much detail right now. But the fact is, Thunder Rosa is the X, X factor for the improvement of the uh, entire division. Absolutely. So, um, moving forward, uh, we had backstage uh, segment for John Silver and Anna J. So, the legend John Silver was cutting a promo for Anna J. So he said that she was just a rookie at first, but after joining the Dark Order, uh, she went on to be ranked number five in the women's ranking. So Jay then talked about Ashida and recalls their first, uh, sorry, their last encounter. She wants, uh, she wants Shida that she is the new NIJ number 99. So they will be having a match next week for the title. Um, so from that we get to the main event. We had Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes uh, versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. So Darby had a pre-match video package where he was sitting on the top of a church. So he was inside the church. Uh, he lights himself on the fire. Sorry, he lights himself on fire. But the one <laughs> thing that is positive over this is that he didn't burn the TNT Championship. <laughs> <laughs> So, Taz was on commentary for this match as uh, Allen and Starks start the match. So, both men, uh, both men looking to out-wrestle each other. Uh, both men exchange slaps. So, tag made to Cage and Cody. Uh, so, what happened was Cody no-sold no a shoulder tackle from Cage for no reason. So, Cody was using his quickness to get the better of Cage. Uh, Cody with a moonsault to Cage which gets a one count. So this made Taz to leave the commentary team and uh, come near ringside. So tag to Allen as they double team Cage. So Taz tried to trip Cody. Uh, this allowed Cage to blindside Cody. So R. Anderson, uh, so he throwed, so he, he threw a chair inside the ring. So this gets him kicked out. Uh, uh, so he went to the back. So back back to the match, Cage and Starks were dominating Cody. Sorry, so. Cody somehow made the tag to Allen as he ran wild at, uh, sorry, he ran wild on both men. At one point, Allen had uh, Starks in a waist lock. Uh, Cage uh, came came from the back and he Germans both men at the same time. So we see all four men hitting their big moves on each other. So Cage power bombs uh, Allen. Uh, he went for a second one, but uh, Allen counters it into a sunset bomb for a two count. So final part of the match saw. Allen up top, uh, Starks got Allen by the leg, uh, Cage with a jumping kick. So Cage hit an avalanche drill claw to Allen, uh, Allen and this got him the win. Really good uh, main event here. Uh, Cage got the win, so in that way he continue, continued his momentum. Uh, what did you think about this match? Yes, I also think that it was a good match in the second half. 
and uh, with regards to it was a competitive match a back and forth action between the two teams and there wasn't a very stretched out moment with the any of the two teams being in control the isolation technique being applied uh, like a traditional tag match there wasn't any of the sort i guess probably it happened during the commercial break probably and brian cage now has pinned the tnt champion darby allen with an avalanche drill claw so probably it seems that brian cage is going for the tnt championship i guess now finally no yes. darby allen and brian cage is finally happening so so it is probably now in the cards that now it is finally happening and post match it was a very you can say good good or i i should say that i called it probably a little bit i saw a little bit uh, a little glimpse of it last week because uh, last week uh phil hobbs came to the aid of the other two baby faces that is darby allen and cody rhodes at the end when all of the action had already happened so it gives a you can say impression was that how much was he willing to help out the baby faces or cody and darby allen so it happened it happened post match so post match what happened was like you said um, starks and cage were continuing their assault uh, on darby allen they also did the same thing to uh, same uh, thing to cody so will hobbs came out with a chair uh, and as uh, starks and cage retreated uh, hobbs posed with the t uh, sorry ftw championship only to hit cody with the uh, title so hobbs sorry will, sorry will hobbs is the new member of team taz so the entire team came out uh, as they stood tall at the end so like you said the obvious thing is um, cage is uh, getting the tnt title shot against darby allen so maybe they can do cody and will hobbs as uh, there is still time for the shack thing hmm <clears throat> yes so that so But, that's the direction maybe they are heading towards yeah yeah it, it seems so too and probably they, they if the fdw championship doesn't uh you can say it doesn't mean squad you can give that championship to will hobbs from brian cage because brian cage now is now gunning for the tnt championship so if 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 brian cage wins the tnt championship then it's a, a logical thing to give the ftw title to will hobbs ah it is logical i agree with that but the fact is now you you are having will hobbs versus cody rhodes so having some stakes is always uh, good and mm-hmm. he was holding the ftw championship so that is why i was giving them a suggestion that it it doesn't mean squad you aren't giving the said title any meaning or respect so throw it on will hobbs it's not a official championship but that is taz's way to legitimize the belt that's what you're saying hmm yes we'll have to wait and see and that was dynamite yes that was dynamite for november 18th 2020 for a second i thought this was the game, go home show for december 2nd <laughs> i can understand <laughs> so 
so before we leave where can these guys find you as you can find me on twitter and instagram at abimaniac a w b y m a n i a c and currently i am working with an independent wrestling promotion in india called wrestle square you can also follow them on social media and also subscribe to their youtube channel at wrestle square pro wrestling and social media handles are at wrestle square you can find slam up wrestling on twitter at slam up w instagram at slam up wrestling our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based and if you don't want your youtube app running for that then you can catch slam up wrestling on anchor and spotify as well this was the aew dynamite review and we'll see you guys next time